You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, y'all? Happy Wednesday. Happy freaking Wednesday. We're uh, coming at you with episode nine of Heart and Soul, almost at Sweat and Shop, which is a good segue, (laughs) of Heart and Soul Podcast. Um, And we've got some pretty sweet things happening on this episode and this week in general, including Sweat and Shop tomorrow to freaking morrow this feels weird recording the intro i know we already recorded the interview so we feel like weird right now yeah we usually always do our intro before our actual Uh podcast or interview but we didn't today and i just feel weird about it but yeah it's it's fine i would just need to be transparent with y'all that's what we're (laughs) dealing with Anyway, yeah, Sweat and Shop is tomorrow, guys. Um, if you are in Wilmington, please join us. I know a lot of you can't make the class, but that's totally fine because you can still come afterwards and check out all the vendors, chat with us, chat with other people in the area. Yeah. Um, we have some really cool people coming, including today's guest. Yeah, um, we had Lauren Reisdorf on the podcast today, and she works with Missy O'Hare, um, which is one of our vendors at Sweat and Shop. And her story is just incredible. Like, I almost, like, don't want to give anything away. So I'm just going to tease it and say that if you pause this episode and don't forget to listen to the rest and you're doing yourself a disservice, just listen to the whole thing because it is so awesome and so powerful. And she, like, will rock your world with her incredible story. So, um, seriously, today's episode is going to be dope. Um, and so is, that's my word, so is tomorrow night um, at Sweat and Shop. So in addition to Missy O'Hare, we're going to have Clean Juice there, Adapt Kitchen and Juice Bar. We're going to have um, Mission Made Jewelry, Hallelujah Boutique, Squeak, the Madewell Center, um, Cravings. Am I missing? I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, we have eight. Yeah, we have a ton of awesome vendors, and they're going to all each be giving away, um, like, a giveaway for our raffle. So all of you have an opportunity to win free things, which everyone loves. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's only 15 bucks, and you get, like, all of that. You get a class, some beverages, some vendors to look at. It's Mm -hmm. all the things. It's going to be so freaking fun, and... Even if you don't sign up for the class at a time, but you want to just go ahead and comment six and see if you can get squeezed in, just show do up. it. Because yeah, we'll figure it out. There's always people that don't show up, and where there's a will, there's a way for getting people into the space. So please just go ahead and come. And even if you can't fit into the class, you can hang out with everyone and just yeah, it's gonna be soak it all in. So it's gonna be dare I say dope. <laughs> it's gonna be a dope event. <laughs> Um, before we get into happies and crappies today, and then we have some very serious um, things to talk about with what happened on The Bachelor this week. I mean, I could talk for days um, about that. We are at 57 ratings now, guys, so we're working our way up to that 100 Moving on up. Moving on up. Thank you so much. the ratings. So I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> we need to, like, make a little jingle for, for you. Yeah, I just so need to have sing. that opportunity. Um... So I'm going to go ahead and read this week's review. You read it last week, right? Yeah, girl. Take it away. Oh, also, by the way, I sound like a man because I might be getting sick or allergies or I'm not really sure what's going on, but it's fine. Um, It's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Apologies in advance. So 
the subject of this one is a weekly reminder to love yourself and and then it says dot 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 because I think maybe she wanted to write more and she got cut off <laughs> so <laughs> this is from Jackie G five stars and it says as a person who tends to put everything and everyone before my own needs goals and self-care turning into tuning into this podcast has reminded me to truly be my best self and to be able to lift up those around me I need to practice some self-loving too thank you for the weekly reminder that I am worthy of everything from setting aside time to exercise to voicing my truth to starting a small business side note and to check out all the amazing local businesses you spotlight here in Wilmington you guys are amazing and courageous, and I can't wait to see where this journey takes you and all of us listeners. Oh my gosh, I haven't read that one yet. It's so, so sweet. That is so freaking sweet. I love that one. Thanks, Thank Jackie you so G. Much. You're, appreciate you're it. awesome. And yeah, girl, practice that self love. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to let you start with happies and crappies this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I'll just start with my happies, just because my my crappies is funnier this week. So, happies where I drove to Raleigh last Thursday night and surprised my dad for his birthday. He didn't know I was coming. That was so cute. Work and he loved it. It was adorable. Um, And so, with that being said, I was in Raleigh for the day. Well, like Friday night or Thursday night and Friday night. And so Friday during the day, my parents like had to work and do stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to one of my favorite coffee shops, get a little work done there. Um, and then the Wi-Fi started being weird. So I left and I decided to go to a different coffee shop and just grab some lunch there. And I'm driving around the parking lot. This place is freaking packed. I almost didn't go in because I couldn't find a spot to park anywhere. And I'm like toggling around with the idea of if I should just drive off or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. finally find a spot and I walk in and it turned out that one of the girls who worked there and helped me recognized me from this freaking podcast. Holy and, crap, you're famous. Um, well, obviously she knows who both of us are. Oh, right, 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 It just right, happened right. to be me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I don't so go out in public cool. much. It's too hard. <laughs> seriously made my day um, because she had actually been someone that emailed us yes. weeks ago when we first started. Um, just saying how much the podcast had, like, encouraged her and how much she enjoyed tuning in. She's going to be moving to Wilmington soon and was just feeling so inspired and ready to have this community here. So it was so awesome to meet you in person, Victoria, and that was 100% yeah. a happy for my week. For me, too. I wasn't even there, but when I Chelsea know. told me, I, like, I texted her immediately. I was like, you're not going to believe what just happened. So, yeah. And then um, Saturday, I got to shoot a really beautiful wedding at the venue that I'm going to be getting married at. So it just got me like really excited. Yeah. It was just like a beautiful day, beautiful weekend. Um, so that was my few happies. And I, um, I was like driving around. I don't, I don't remember which day it was thinking about, Hmm, what am I going to talk about on the podcast this week for my happies and crappies, you know, as one does. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's just, it's one of those weeks. I just don't have a crappy, like, I can't think of a single thing, right? Well, spoke too soon. <clears throat> I definitely spoke too soon. <laughs> I Sunday went to Trader Joe's to get some groceries for the week. I was like feeling inspired to actually meal prep and like get all this stuff done on a Sunday afternoon. And um, so I go get my groceries. I walk out. I open my trunk. So I have one of those um, 
like key fobs that you can press a button that just opens your trunk for you. Oh yeah. And so I press that, you know, load all my groceries into the trunk and I close the trunk, proceed to hit the button that closes my trunk rather than on my keys and walk away, put my shopping cart back. And then I turn around and I'm like, oh no, because I realized (laughs) I left my keys on like the bed of my trunk. Uh, which I don't think I realize that if you unlock your trunk, it doesn't mean the rest of your car is unlocked. And so I'm like, please, please, please just let this be unlocked. And I'm like trying every door. And sure enough, it is locked in my car. Aww. Thank God I still had my phone in my hand or like in my pocket or something. So the first thing I did was call Jordan. And I was like, um, I don't really know why I'm calling you because like there's nothing you can do about this because I don't have a spare key. But um, I'm just letting you know that I just locked my keys in my car, so I might not be home for a little while. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, like, you don't have one that you can come, or I can come bring to you? I was like, nope, I just have a single key, so I'm screwed. And uh, (laughs) anyway, thankfully, I still have a AAA card and called them, and they literally showed up within five minutes or less. Like, Oh, nice. Shout out to AAA because I was not waiting out there very long. Yeah, that's really fast. As I was sitting out there, I texted Catherine and I was like, well, I was just thinking about my (laughs) crappies for the week and uh, this is going to be it because I'm standing outside of my car like a loser in the (laughs) Trader Joe's parking lot texting you because I can't get into my car and now it's hot out and there's all these groceries in my trunk. So, And I lolled. Anywho, that was my crappy, but it ended up not being so bad, so. That's funny. Yeah. You're funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, my happies for the week are, ooh, my happy is I've just gotten to spend time with Michael this week, and it's been really fun, and we, like, literally had no plans this weekend, um, which, like, never happens, so we just, like got to do random things like I got to go on a girls night which was fun and then on Friday night and then Saturday we were like what do you want to do tonight and we just like went to dry memorial with some friends oh, I love that and place. we're like this is so great like we can just I don't know it just felt like a free weekend it was really nice and dry memorial is life oh, so, good. so good if y'all haven't been there um but like save up <laughs> Because those drinks add up. Oh, the cocktails. Too. Yes, yeah. the cocktails. Um, yeah. Not that I have that many. It's just, anyways. That's where my we crappy. Oh, I know. My crappy <laughs> is one million thousand percent The Bachelor, which is the perfect oh, segue gosh. into our next conversation. Okay. If you don't watch The Bachelor, you might still want to listen because it is that <laughs> intense. But if you do listen, then you understand the stress of our minds right now after watching Cassie break up with Colton kind of well like yeah like I can't even describe it so basically Cassie is in the top three it's fantasy sweet night she um goes on her one-on-one date and like literally the whole time she's on the date she's in like her little interviews saying like this is awesome I love him or you can see it she's just not into it she's not like super into into it, it but she's like I'm talking to him saying, like, I'm so happy. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that he, her dad, like, didn't give him permission to, I get, I guess, like, propose. Marry her. Yeah. Which, like, rightfully so. I mean, my You've dad known the definitely guy. wouldn't be like, sure, you can marry my daughter. I've known you for 30 minutes. And like, you're dating 25 other women. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fine. No. I totally get it. So, like, Colton tells her, and she, like, freaks the freak out, and 
now all of a sudden has all these doubts and you know just magically her dad appears in Portugal from <laughs> LA which hello producers yeah. and he's like telling her like if he's if you have any doubts you need to basically like it, he's Leave. not the one yeah and so which I respect but then she like goes and breaks Colton's heart and tries to tell him but like she feels you can tell she feels so bad while she's telling him that she's like mm-hmm. backpedaling and kind of giving him some hope still like saying I love you and like putting her head on his shoulder and the poor man is like, like shaking shaking like, so, upset. so wrecked and now I'm just like then they did a straight up to be continued after he hopped over a freaking fence and got lost in Portugal so I'm like what is going to happen I feel okay here are my thoughts I'm very conflicted about this because it is The Bachelor. Like, I, I get it. But you watch this, like, whole nice montage. Like, the whole first hour is him and Tasha's date. And you can tell, like, she's definitely into it. Yeah. She really likes him. And I think she's adorable and sweet. But I can tell, like, he's, he doesn't like her as like much. Like her as much. But, like, they, if you were to watch that, like, in and of itself, you would be like, oh, they're adorable. Like, he's really into it. And... So it's almost, like, so frustrating because you're like, what the heck? But you – I know that you're feeling so heartbroken because she's the one you felt strongest about. But, like, you're not actually in a relationship with any of these women because you have relationships with all of them. Yeah. And so – but then, on the contrary, I hated watching that because I've, like, been in both of those situations where, like, you're getting broken up with and you're just, like, so heartbroken. But – they're not actually being clear about what they're mm-hmm. saying. And you're like, wait, what? And then I've also had to be that person. So like oh my you gosh, see it from yeah, both, been on both perspectives. Sides. And it sucks and it's weird and hard. But I was just getting so frustrated about like, okay, first of all, Colton, everybody warned you about Cassie. Yeah. And she's never once like, or at least not that they've shown on the episodes, like reciprocated her feelings. She never once said, "I'm falling for you." Mm-hmm. She never. Sh- she could like hardly even look him in the eye the entire season. Yeah, it was weird. And I like I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying that you should be able to fall in love with someone in freaking six weeks. But like, come on, like, you're on the Bachelor. You're on the Bachelor. Like, uh, I don't know. It was so sad. It was so hard to watch. But and the thing that sucks is like he said so many things to her in that breakup uh, scene. Like. That he loved her, that she was the one that he, he wanted didn't to want. Her. He didn't want anyone else, and so like now that she's gone, he can't he cannot propose. propose to anyone else. Like <laughs> if he does, then l o freaking l because when that fiance, whoever he did propose to, watches it, yeah. she's gonna dump him I like immediately. I don't think he's gonna propose to anybody because like how can you after that? I don't know. It's I, I think that. He probably just won't propose to anybody, and yeah, he'll just leave. I think. Well, we haven't watched Women Tell, also don't don't spoil it. Or did you watch it? No, I didn't. Watch okay, it. we haven't watched it yet. But I think that after this Women Tell All episode, like next week is going to be the finale, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to so be, be breakups. It's going to be like breakups, <laughs> and I yeah. and I don't know. Like some part of me thinks that Cassie like might come back and they start like dating. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe, but I just don't think that there's like no way this season can end in a proposal. No, and if he, if it does, that would be 
Oh, it's ending. So ridiculous. It's not going to last. There's no way. I told Michael last night while we were watching it together, I was like, if you freaking were The Bachelor and told another, I was like, I don't care if you date, like, I would go in knowing, like, you're going to be dating all these other women. Right. But if you told another woman, you're the one and I want to pick you, and if you leave, I'm basically settling, and then I watch that, I would be like, bye Felicia, forever, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't recover from that. You can't recover. So... Yeah, it should be interesting. It's going to be, I feel like it's so anticlimactic, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like a majority of the people that get proposed to on The Bachelor, like, they don't end up lasting anyway, so it might as well be. Yeah, but I'm emotionally involved, and so um, I'm rooting for you, Colton. I yeah, I just feel bad for you. I feel bad, but it's just, it is what it is. Like it's it's not realistic. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, but he got dumped on TV, which is worse than getting dumped in normal life. I think. Yeah, but are you really getting dumped? Yeah, that's true. You have two. You're other not girlfriends. in a relationship. I'm sorry, you're just not. You're dating somebody. You're dating someone. You're dating multiple other people as well. You had thirty women, and <laughs> thirty. Anyways, um, if y'all have any thoughts on this, please feel free to reach out to us via email, direct message, snail mail, Uh, text message, FaceTime. I mean, really, whatever you need to do, we just need to talk about it. Yeah. And by we, I mean me. I don't think Chelsea's as into it as I am, but my heart is emotionally invested and I just need help. Mm. Um, But anyways, we are going to... um, transition now into interviewing Lauren and I just really can't wait for y'all to hear what um, she has to say and just how God has impacted her life and I just really think that her incredible story um, has so much potential to inspire each and every one of you in some particular Mm -hmm. way so um, please keep listening and thank you so much for um listening to episode freaking nine like what it's crazy but yeah I hope you enjoy this interview and we love you all right y'all we have um one of my favorite humans with (laughs) us today um when I moved to Wilmington there was a family that um had also moved to Wilmington in the same year um and we had both moved from Dallas Texas and God brought us together at the Bridge Church, and we, I remember I was, like, becoming a covenant member, and they announced that, they announced the covenant members and, like, who, um, or where they were from, or, like, what, a little piece of their story, and they said, um, this is Catherine, she's from Dallas, Texas, yada, 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 and then Lauren Reisdorf, who is our (laughs) guest, um, and her husband, Justin, came up to me after the service, and they were like, we're from Texas, where in Texas are you from, and Anyways, long story short, we realized we're, like, both from around the same area and went to the same church. Um, and so I, I feel like God brought – I feel like God brings everyone into your life. But I feel like he specifically brought Lauren into my life um, for my transition to Wilmington and for building new community here. So um, we have Lauren Reisdorf on the podcast today, and she is a dear friend of Chelsea and I's and um, – Chelsea and I's. Chelsea and and Chelsea? Mine and Chelsea. I don't know. Grammar's hard. Grammar's really hard. I don't know. Ignore that part. Um, But her and her husband have just played such a huge role in mine and Michael's relationship. (laughs) Michael and mine. Michael and me. Our relationship. Yeah. Um, Like her husband straight up did our wedding. So um, we're like just 
huge fans of the Reisdorf family, and we can't wait for her to share um, some of her story with us. And if there's anyone who, like, practices shameless living in her life, like, it's Lauren Reisdorf. So um, she's just the perfect guest to have. So um, without further ado, hey, Lauren. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, okay, so we obviously know your story because we're friends with you, but we just wanted to um, get to know you a little bit better and have our listeners just be encouraged by your life and um, how – how much you've um, experienced and how much you've walked with Jesus and um, how you've had to turn to him and um, just the strength that you've gotten from him for your story. So um, tell us a little bit about um, your girls, about um, just kind of how your story started with um, the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how it started with the Lord, I I mean, it's been (laughs) up and down constantly, but um, I think that it was really when the Lord started to grab a hold of me was I was pregnant. I was 18 years old, and I had no idea what I was going to do um, with my life at that point. And um, God, though, he used it um, in such a beautiful way to be able to help me to see that um, I needed to stop focusing on myself. I mean, if you met me before I had Asa, I was the most selfish human being (laughs) in the world. And um, I became a single mom, and um, I think that was when I was really humbled and thought, wow, I have to start thinking about another human being and how to... um, help her in this world and honestly I just thought like I don't want her to have this this story I want to be able to give her um, a better life and so what does that look like and that was kind of my journey and um, walking in what I did next and so um, I actually um, tried uh, to go to a, a Christian college um, and was there a reason for that like were you uh, did you grow up like going to church or um, like what brought you to like want to apply for a Christian college? Yeah, absolutely. No, I did not grow up <laughs> in, the, in the church. Um, I had, um, you know, split family. My, I would see my dad on the weekends and, um, I lived with my mom. Um, uh, my dad became a believer um, when I was a little bit older and he would take me to church, um, when I'd see him every other weekend. And so I dabbled in church a little bit. Um, but I, I really never felt, um, like that was the place I wanted to be. Um, I kind of felt judged at times and, um, it was, it was kind of hard for me to be honest, to be in the church. And, um, but then, uh, after I had Asa, I really just thought, oh my gosh, like, um, what am I doing with my life? And at that time I'd gone to a church that I really did feel loved. I was able to have somebody in my life that was like a mentor to me, um, help me. I mean, when I had Asa, she was like, um, a babysitter, a mentor, uh, really helped me. Um, and she was in the church and, and through the church, they had actually talked about this college. Um, and so that is how the college even came up, um, and how I would be able to try to jump in there. Yeah. Um, So you were a senior in high school when you got pregnant with Asa. I was. Okay. Mm, Yes. Wow. Do not recommend (laughs) to anyone. (laughs) Please do not repeat. Uh, DNR. So 
So what was it like being a single mom in college? Like I, I can think back to college and how freaking stressed I was constantly. So I can't even imagine adding a child to the mix. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I think I was in this stage of life where it was like, you have so much going on that you just have to keep on moving. And yeah. so mm -hmm. I think if I look back now, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> it happened. I don't know how I got through it. I was working. I was going to school. I was a single mom. Um, but to be honest, I think it was just um, the people in my life, their prayers, um, their commitment to me. I had people that would babysit for free. Um, you know, I loved um, to be able to walk in community, and I think that that helped me through it, to be honest, to getting mm -hmm. through. And, and then I met Justin, and I was funny when I met him. I just uh, was not looking for a relationship. I was like, I have to focus on school. I had to focus on um, Asa and our relationship, and how's that going to work? And, um, and then... He just pursued me. <laughs> he pursued me pretty hard. So uh, it was really something that the Lord was like, "These you two are going to be together, you know? Right. And uh, I'm so grateful. Um, so yeah. so you get to college with a child. Ace is like a baby yes. when you get there. You're a freshman in college. Yes. And you're just like living in the dorms with a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just... Just paint that picture for I me because I just need to know. I'm like thinking of my worst. dorm experience, and it's like all of our doors were open, people were screaming, there was music playing. Like, wait, wait did they actually allow that? Yeah. So no, they didn't. <laughs> yes or no? I was like, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know this this part of your story. So I'm like just thinking about like me in the in the dorm with a baby. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was is actually a real like conservative. Um, Baptist College, and so I they did not know what to do with me. <laughs> uh, I don't think they wanted to turn me away, but they were like, uh, I don't know if we've ever had this happen before. So I actually lived, they had dorms for the married couples. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So I am the only not married person in the married dorms. So it was, it was kind of like a one bedroom apartment. Okay. Um, and then I ended up having a really sweet friend. Friend, a godly friend that um, lived with me in one bedroom apartment oh, with a baby. Her. So her. we kind of just, it was really funny because it was like two women and a baby at a <laughs> Christian college. <laughs> Incredible. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was funny. So, so at what point in college then did you meet Justin? Like, was actually, it your freshman year? Yeah, it actually was. I met him the first day I got there, and it didn't start then. But, um, you know, I, was, I met him the first day I got there. Um, he was friends with some of my friends, and so it just kind of worked. We um, met each other that way. Um, and then, you know, I mean, he would be able to tell you more why he pursued me. But, um, you know, I, he wanted to um, go on a date, and I was like, no, I have a baby. Like, I mean, how do you date when you have a baby? I don't know. I just didn't know what that looked like. Yeah. And, um, and so he actually took us on our he ended up, I said, I would take Asa. <laughs> well, yeah. What are you going to do? I mean. Oh, gosh. So our first date was to the zoo. <laughs> oh, that's precious. <laughs> it really was. Um, and, you know, after that, he he wanted to take me to lunch. And I was like, no, like, I have schoolwork to do. And we got So he would get lunch and bring it to me, you know. It oh. was just like he really just tried to pursue me in ways that um just wasn't the normal dating life yeah like I'm just thinking back to the guys 
I knew in college, and they were like <laughs> nowhere near that amazing. Oh my gosh, like, no. they <laughs> could care less about going on dates. Right? And like, oh my gosh, that is just like insane to mm-hmm. me. So yeah. Um, so um, when he first started taking you on dates, were you like, I like this guy, but I don't know. Like, what were your thoughts? How oh, funny. Um, to be honest, I was, did not think he was really my type. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but my gosh, I did not need my type. That's for (laughs) sure. Um, so yeah, I, I just got to know him and I just thought this guy wants to be a pastor. He is pursuing me. Like, why am I saying like no to this, you know? And to be honest, in that part of my life, I just thought, okay, you know, when he, we kept, you know, talking and um, getting to know each other more, and he introduced me to people, and um, I just thought, why, he ended up saying to me, I want to pursue you for marriage. Wow. <laughs> Wait, and how far along was this? Oh, gosh, not that far. I'm okay. like, a, I don't know, three months, four months. It was not very long. Yeah. And so I feel like I've heard stories where women are like, oh, this is like all I ever wanted was a (laughs) husband to say that to me. Right. It terrified me. Yeah. I was like. That would freak me to freak out. I would be so scared. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Whoa. This like got serious quick. And I don't know how to say yes to this because that is forever. And I don't even know what forever is. I mean, in my life growing up, like relationships didn't last and to me you know marriage was this thing that um was almost a fantasy like okay it's either um gonna be forever or it's just gonna Mm -hmm. you know not work but I I don't really see a lot of forever marriages in the fact in my my family I Mm -hmm. did you know in the church and um but that was foreign to me so anyway I um he when he said that I was like came to a place where I said okay I'm just you know, I really need to pursue this for Asa and for our future. Um, and so it wasn't this romantic, like, oh, he was so amazing and he took everything my, and stole my heart and I was love at first sight. It wasn't like that for mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, I can't speak for him. <laughs> <laughs> might have been for him, but... <laughs> but for me, it was more of a, um, this is, like, the next step I need to take. Um, but we got married. Um, we only had known each other for, gosh, I don't know, six to eight months. I mean, we did not even know each other, really. Um, and then we got married, and um, as, you know, Catherine shared, I'm just a very honest person. Um, and so when we got married... Um, I really struggled. I struggled with um, um, dealing with my past, um, really not letting him in. Um, kind of just thought, oh, I can play in the motions, but um, I was not going to let him in. I, I really just remember feeling that, like I can't let him in because I have such a deep past and um, that I haven't ever even dealt with myself. And mm-hmm. so I just didn't want to let him in. Um, and so it caused us to have just... Um, fights and arguments consistently. I mean, our first month of marriage, we were in marriage counseling because, um, you know, Justin really wanted to work out well. And I was constantly either pushing him away or we were arguing about something. And I think the Lord just used it in both of our lives. You know, I think he was more of, um, 
uh, follow the Bible and your life will not be a mess kind of a thing. And I was more of a, uh, I have these crazy emotions and God created me. So we got to deal with these things too. And so we kind of just had to crash that together. And you say you grew up together. Yeah, mm-hmm. we really did. Like, cause you're 20, 19. I mean, we were 20 when we got married. Like we couldn't even buy alcohol. For our wedding. (laughs) So, like, how did you feel walking into the wedding? Like, do you think you did have strong feelings for him, but you were, like, scared of them to let him in? Or were you just like, I am making this logistic decision for my my life and my daughter? Or do you think it was maybe a little bit of both? Yeah, it was definitely, um, I, when I was getting married, I mean, even the wedding day, I did not think, uh that it was possible to be married forever. And so I just kind of thought, well, this, this doesn't is work out. Now. Then yeah. you can always get a divorce. And that is, I mean, y'all, this is like so embarrassing, but true. That's like what I thought. Well, I think that's day. what a lot of people think right. these days, especially right. as the, like, especially when you're that young too, yeah. or like if you haven't seen, you haven't seen a healthy marriage yeah. or like just in our society these days, like divorce is so common now yeah. that, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people go into marriage thinking, like, if this doesn't work out, I can get a divorce, which is so much more. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so much heavier than what society paints it to be. Right. So, so yeah. Like, I'm sure that's normal that you thought, like, okay, I need to take care of my daughter. And if it doesn't work, then Mm -hmm. we'll go from there. We'll go from there. (laughs) Right. But man, marriage is hard. <laughs> it was tough and, and not only just, you know, marriage, but we had a child to raise and so we had to agree on what that would look like and it just uh it was really tough. And so we went to marriage counseling. Uh we had it was uh kind of comical the marriage counseling that we would have because they'd be like usually working with these two believers that are, you know, maybe a little bit more submissive than uh, (laughs) what they're working with. Um, And they would say things like, you know, or I would tell them, I'd say, you know, I I struggle with loving him. Like, I struggle with um, thinking this is going to last forever. And they just did not, you know, (laughs) know what to say. Like, you just got married. They're like, wait, hold on. I remember one time, you know, a marriage counselor said, um, if you guys just want to, if you're fighting and you just can't agree, just throw up a handkerchief in the air. And I just remember a straight face looking at him and I was like, I'm going to staple mine to the ceiling then. <laughs> you like, where I give up. Yes. That's is constantly done, up. You know? That's where I was, you know? And um, so we were just in a place where we didn't have a ton of community. So, um, but through that time, I mean, gosh, I mean, I got pregnant, so we did have some good times, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so back it up. Yeah. So you're married. How long were you married before you got pregnant again? Oh my gosh. You're not even going to believe it. Uh, Two months? What? So the first two months of marriage, see, I don't think I know all this. Oh gosh. The first two months of marriage, you're basically thinking like I don't really love this guy or I don't really know what I'm doing 
Yes. But you're like, I'm married to him, so like obviously we're gonna just like keep doing it. Yeah. And you get pregnant. And I get pregnant. So yeah. what's that like? Well, uh, you know, you get pregnant faster the second time, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, I'm good. We like, were not planning on having children. So I mean, you know, it was you know, literally it happens like that, you know? So we uh got pregnant and I really went into like a depression um, mm-hmm. because like I was sharing with you, I mean, I did not think this was forever. How can I, I knew um, being a single mom was so hard. It was so hard. You're day in, day out, you're doing everything on your own. You're taking care of your your child and you don't have time for yourself. I mean, I knew that this was going to be so hard and I didn't know how to let Justin in to help me. Um, I just was like always living like I had to do it on my own, on my own, and um, I just went through a depression when I found out I was pregnant um, because I just thought, okay, I can't. This is so crazy, but I it's true. I I thought I can't leave him if we can't get a divorce if I'm having a child. Like I cannot raise two children on my own, and I was just in this cycle, this just sad cycle. I thought marriage would fix me, and I saw. It didn't. It, mm. Marriage cannot fix you, you know? And um, I learned that right away. And um, then, you know, to make manners even more fun, <laughs> uh, I found out that I was having twins. So, you know, not only... <laughs> God is hilarious. He is amazing. You know, to be honest, I think that God sent twins to save our marriage. And I mean, you know, God uses so many things, but, um, I really kind of talked myself into like, okay, maybe I could handle it. Maybe I could be a single mom of two. Like, you know, when they become like one or two, like maybe I could do it. And then twins came and I was like, nope, throw the hat in. There's no (laughs) way. (laughs) I could never be a single mom of three. Like, I mean, obviously God would give you, you know, the ability if that was your story but for me I just thought oh my gosh and I just did it was a really hard time um and we were going through marriage counseling and it just did not seem to help and to be honest they were like would say things like I were they were surprised that I we were married in that you know they didn't probably wouldn't have recommended us getting married and so you know <laughs> great well it's done what do you do now um okay well we did so <laughs> now we're having twins <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I think they were just not sure what to say about us in general. So who knows? (laughs) But actually God was working in, um, a friend of, of Justin's in Texas and they were a part of the church that we, you know, Catherine and I ended up, um, going to the same church at, and they just talked about grace and God and how, uh, he takes us where we are, um, and loves us and, um, literally he's all we need. And that was, I think a different, um, it was just different than what we were experiencing at, um, um, the place that we were at that Mm -hmm. time. Um, and, uh, so we ended up not, you know, knowing what in the world we were doing, we just moved and I had, gosh. So you moved to Texas. We moved to Texas. The twins were, ended up being a week, two weeks old. We drove to Texas. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't, I cannot tell you how much we all cried. Like, you graduated college at this point? I actually didn't. Okay. Um, so we were, Justin ended up um, finishing his 
remote, so he didn't mm-hmm. finish it then. Okay. Um, but I had only had a year right. <laughs> at college, so I wanted to go back, but um, I was so sick with uh, the twins. I was, I mean... Oh my gosh, I cannot imagine yeah, I was, school on top of all that. It was that. definitely... Um, like a really hard pregnancy, and so um, I wasn't able to mm-hmm. go back to school and finish. So, yeah, we just kind of picked up there um, and moved to, to Dallas, Texas, honestly, with the hopes that um, God would, just, would restore our marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, we got involved with like a um, marriage and reconciliation group, um, and I feel like there was the first time I was like, wow, there's other people here that are feeling similar to the way I feel Mm. and and the church is letting them speak these things and letting them be honest and open and um not trying to fix them you know Mm. and um I really for the first time just was like I need I need to absorb this like God can love them and they're you know thinking things like I'm thinking like wow like this is a different God than I've like really had um experience before and um yeah the lord really did he obviously he ended up giving us amazing community there um people that uh, let me be completely vulnerable and own just honest about everything and they love me through it um we went through ups and downs where i did i thought okay maybe we can make this work um and then I went through times where I'm, I want to get a divorce. And, you know, I mean, we had friends that were would not leave us. I mean, mm. I remember telling one of my friends at one time, like, I just don't think I can make this work. And she's like, you know what? Like, I don't care what you choose. I'm going to be there for you. And um, I had never had that in my life. You know, like, people in my life had always left. And, you know, I shared that, you know, um, I forgot to share that my um, stepdad actually that was my rock um, growing up. I mean, he passed away from prostate cancer while I was pregnant with Asa. Um, and that was another thing, you know, I was dealing with with grief in our my marriage um, and just trying to deal with that is so tough. Um, it is so hard to lose yeah. a, any parent, um, especially someone that has played such a huge role in your life. Um, and so... Just I was able to um, talk about those things and and actually get um, love and um, you know a safe place yeah. to be able to share that um, and get community in in Dallas where we were at. So yeah, man, that's so um, important because I feel like a lot of people are turned off by the church because they don't feel they feel like it's a place where they would get judged right. or mm-hmm. like I can't bring my problems there because. Yeah. It, it doesn't line up with, like, this perfect idea of what a quote-unquote Christian is. But, yeah. like, really, the church should be a safe place. Like, yeah. that's what Jesus intended for it to be. Like, mm-hmm. a place to come as you are. Right. And be loved no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you really got, finally, yeah. got to experience that, which is and incredible. Community is so important. Like we You need community. Yeah. You just need it. A couple episodes ago about how right. important, like, the people you surround yourself with with R and how easy it is to kind of like go into a downward spot spiral even if you are surrounded by people and they are not fully yeah. invested in you or you haven't shared what's actually going down in like the depths of mm-hmm. your struggles yeah. so that's huge and I'm so glad that you're able to to find that yeah absolutely there. 
So you're in Dallas. Yes. You've got this great community. Yeah. You've got three kids. <laughs> Three so crazy kids. still. And you're what, 23? Oh my gosh, yeah. 24? Yeah, oh I'm like, gosh. we're just babies raising babies. I don't even, you know, what in the world? So what started happening with your marriage once you started going to, like, this new church and yeah. uh, being in this new community? Like, Absolutely. What, what happened? Yeah, I mean, it was not um, like, oh, your life is all better now, and uh, here you go. You know, that yeah. it's not the magic ticket, but at the same time, it just was a place for us to be safe, um, to be able to, you know, hurt and struggle and be honest and uh, receive grace, receive prayer beyond I could not even... Um, We saw our lives change um, mostly through prayer, I would say. Mm. Um, We had prayer warriors that, I guess you could call them, um, that were in our lives that believed in miracles, believed in, you know, um, God working um, if we just ask him. And I feel like that is where I really grew in my relationship with the Lord. Um, I really felt like, wow, I have a God who loves me, who cares for me, who, you know, wants to hear in my struggles and wants to, you know, bring freedom from my pain. And, um, and it was there where, you know, I had times where I would see literal miracles happen. I I mean, we had a lady that couldn't have children. The doctor said she couldn't have children, you know, I mean, she had done all these infertilities. They still, she still couldn't have it. And, she just said, I'm just broken. Like, will you pray for me, you know? And we just literally put our hands on her and we prayed over her. And I see her, you know, a couple weeks later and she's pregnant. I mean, it's just things like that. You just Mm. can't even, you can't put into words. I mean, we had tons of different miracles happening. Um, We just trusted God um, to do his will and he was doing it and in in sometimes ways that we didn't even ask but we saw his hand in it um and i feel like that was when i was like this is a god of miracles i can share anything with him like i can share that i hate my husband right now i can share that i don't have feelings for him i can share that being a parent is freaking hard like i can share these things with Mm -hmm. him and he's a safe place to go and to get healing and from that I felt so much freedom I felt like I could read his word and it really spoke to me um I would sit and you know worship the Lord in a new way it was just a beautiful um new place in my life where you know I was able to basically start a relationship with the Lord. I joked, you know, with one of my friends and she had said, you're married to Jesus right now. And I know that sounds so cliche. I'm not about like all those, (laughs) those, um, sayings. But for me, that's what I needed to hear because I wasn't in my mind married to my husband. I was just doing work, walking through the motions. Mm -hmm. I needed to be married to Jesus. And through that, my love for my husband grew. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. It was so crazy. It was like, okay, focus on Jesus. And when I did, the things that I was really trying to fix or just literally didn't care about at all and other people were praying for me um, for it to be fixed or whatever, um, it started to just, my heart started softening to my husband. um, And I just started, you know, my husband said, one time to me, I think we were married for 
I don't know, three years, and he's like, I remember you telling me you love me, and I really felt you meant it for the first time. Like, that's so sad um, that he had to walk through that with me, but he did. He, you know, prayed for me, and it was not easy for him. Um, I'm sure there was many times he felt like, like this is just too much, but he pursued and he, you know, continued to, um, walk with the Lord because he's like, I'm married to you and I'm going to stay committed, um, you know, and not no matter what. And he really proved that. And that also showed me a little bit of Jesus, you Mm. know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I will never give up on you. Right. Um, No matter what you do. Even literally, even if I was like pushing you away and, um, he really became an example to me um, about the love of mm-hmm. Christ and how he'll never leave us. And he he loves us no matter what, you know? Yeah. So, so when did it start to shift for you where you were like, I think I like this guy? You know, like... <laughs> obviously, I, you're still together. I mean, like, you're yeah, still together and you're... We are. In better love, than ever. Better than ever. <laughs> you know, so it's like, when did it start to shift where you're like, I can't stand being married to, oh, I kind of like him. Like, did it, was it like this moment of like I have a crush again and it's like my I'm actually I have a crush on my husband right. you know like mm-hmm. that feeling when you first start liking someone was it like that or like how what when did it shift it's gonna get it's gonna get real okay get real girl <laughs> get freaking real uh, yes so listen when you are walking in sin you are allowing the enemy to come into your home like you're just allowing the enemy in you are opening the door to him and I did that I you know was in sin and the Lord came you know the enemy came and just um was attacking our family um my girls would have nightmares night terrors I mean um things that they would say would haunt you I mean only the enemy would do those things and I remember okay God you can put a baby inside of somebody that their womb is closed. So you can take this from my home. Like you can, in Jesus name, you can cast out anything that is, um, in our home to destroy us. And, um, I remember, I'll never forget. I prayed, I would pray and I would pray. And it, again, it was one of those things where I'm like, I can do this. Like I, my relationship with God's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. I got this. I don't need anybody else. Like I'm just going to pray this away. And it's almost like it didn't leave. Like it just wouldn't go. And we would have, you know, week after week, it was just so tough. Night times were tough. Um, we would just have uh, really hard times. And Finally, we went to the church and they talked with us and just really shared um, the order of the way that the Lord like created us. And like they said in that time, you know, your husband is the head of the home. And I was like, oh no, we live in America. You know, (laughs) women can handle their own. They can be the head of the home. Sorry. Um, Because I'm like with that strong personality. But, you know, I just was really like, okay. Well, we'll see. So I prayed, <laughs> and then we'll nothing would happen. And so finally, I remember, I'll never forget, I was, like, so frustrated one night. It was, like, probably 2 in the morning. I'm, like, you know, push Justin, wake him up. I'm, like, listen, I have been begging Jesus for this to leave. The kids are crying. Like, you need to get up, and you need to pray since you're the head of the home. You know, <laughs> whatever. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> and I am not kidding. Now, listen, this doesn't always happen, but I know that God used it to show me something. 
um, that his order is the right way. You know, the what he says is true. And he would pray one prayer and it would leave. And the kids would go right to bed. And I just remember thinking, whoa. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's true. Like, he's the head of our home. Like, God has put him there as a helper for me, as a protection for me. Like, why am I fighting this? You know, like, mm. it is actually a gift that I get to have my husband there, you know, protecting us. Um, and I get to go to him. So we would have things like that happen, and I would finally, it, it almost took a few weeks here and there, I would go to him quicker. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I need your help. Okay, uh, I prayed it isn't working, can you pray? Because you have some magical prayers or something. No, I'm joking. It really wasn't <laughs> that. It was just the fact that, like, I think together us working in prayer really made it, you know, um, made it work, our relationship to grow as well. Um, but also watching it was almost like I could visibly see my husband protecting me and, and being the provider and being like the one that is there to protect us. Mm -hmm. And it was that what caused me to fall in love with him. <laughs> the enemy tried to make it bad and it was like, oh, actually the Lord's going to use this to bring love. Yeah. It's so God's crazy. God's like, yeah, right. Nice try. I know. <laughs> and so um, that is a long story, but that is what brought my love for him um and then continued to grow like we would pray together and um you know we were able to share a little bit and it was hard I mean I, I remember being scared to open up because I always held everything off and I was like I'm not gonna share everything with him you know I need to be able to protect myself if mm -hmm. you know anything has happened and I was able to slowly share things with him after that came that like just I felt like love for him again or for the first time and um, I um, and it wasn't easy I mean he screwed it up sometimes and would use you know things against me which is what I was scared of but you know what like we had to grow together like you said we were you know growing up together and I would share with him like you can't say those things to me like mm -hmm. it hurts I, I want to shut down when you say those things you know and so it really allowed us, um, with our community and our, you know, having a safe place at our church, like for me to say to him, you know, be honest with him and be able to open up and then also allow grace to come where, you know, when he would not be perfect because mm -hmm. my gosh, Jesus is the only one that's perfect. So, um, you know, and through that, uh, you know, our relationship continued to grow. So, and, you know, we also ended up walking through some really hard stuff, um, I ended up really kind of finding out when I was young that I um, I was sexually abused, and um, that rocked my world. I mean, it was one of those things where I just thought, oh my gosh, like, you know, my whole family's known about this, and I haven't, and all of a sudden, like, this is something that is um, brought up, and how do I walk in this? And um, I just feel like it was such God's grace to allow all those hard things to happen um, in our life, to be able to, I have a husband that now I can trust. Like now I can go to him and cry and mm -hmm. be hurting and, um, him just be there for me. And I had, um, I had that place where I could, you know, talk with Jesus and, and share with him, like, how, like be angry and, and, and write, you know, and, and be a safe to be that way, you know, say, you know, this is, 
this is not right. This should never happen um, to anyone. And God, you know, God come, like, you need to come home, like, take us home, you know. But um, knowing that God is using, you know, my story and, you know, whatever else he's using to bring people to him. Yeah. And so um, walking through that's been really hard, but um, I've really been able to find ways to be able to help others and um, through that hurt. And, you know, even just with my job, like with, I work with Missio um, Hair and they are able to like um, help women that are abused and hurt and to give them hope um, mm-hmm. and restore it, the hope where it's been lost. And that I think is a big reason why I feel so connected to that because I want to help. I want to be a place um, for people to, um, to know they're not alone, to be okay. My story is, um, you know, a mess, but you know what? Like you're still loved. You are still valued. You, the father, you're, you have a father in heaven who loves you, who Mm -hmm. cares for you. And, um, for many people, you know, like that have been abused, they never had that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to be able to share that with them, um, and to be able to be a place where there's hope and, um, freedom, honestly, um, is, is why I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that's kind of, I mean, that kind of is what is your, I guess, drive to like share your story. I guess that's like what's behind your, um, vulnerability. Cause I mean, you've always been this honest and open person and that's how God created you. And now he's given you this story that you can be honest with Mm -hmm. or honest about and like, and really encourage so many people. So many people. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So, like, if you, if someone is listening right now, let's say one of our listeners is having some, like, doubts in their marriage or struggles, like, what is one, like, piece of encouragement that you would give them Yeah. if they're, like, in the pit right now? I would say dive into Jesus. Like, that is the only... You know, it sounds easy, but it's not. It's like telling God everything you're thinking. Like being able to say, God, like I hate him (laughs) right now. Um, God already knows, y'all. Yeah, he's like, I'm aware. (laughs) Like, hello, all knowing. Um, Yeah, I think it was, that was the biggest, that was probably the best advice is just to pray about these things, to ask God to pray for your spouse. I hated praying for my husband. I was like, uh, no, no blessings going on him. Yeah. I don't like him. Um, <laughs> so, but that was really hard for me. But I, I really believe people that like I didn't really like or, you know, people I struggled with, when I prayed for them, my heart started to soften for them. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say that's another thing. Not only pray about what you're feeling, you know, um, but also pray for the person that's either hurting you or um, the person that you're married to yeah. if you're struggling. Um, and then I would also say you have to have someone to share with because I think that, you know, we need to put the darkness in the light. And mm-hmm. I feel like when it's in the light, God can use it for his glory. When it's in the darkness, the enemy's just going to make it grow. It's like a pet, you know, that yeah. will continue to grow if you don't bring it in the light. So I think any type of community, whether it's one person a community group, a church, you know, uh, anywhere you can be honest with someone, you know, and Hey, guess what? The, you know, people aren't perfect. So, you know, they mm-hmm. might drop the ball at times. Don't give up. I would say that like find someone else. Like there are people out there 
that will love you through the, this hard yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. Um, one thing that I've always struggled with, or not, I don't know if it's like a struggle. One thing that I, has always been like extra hard for me is like prayer. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like, um, I almost get into this mindset of like, I can control this situation or right. mm-hmm. like I can handle this. So I don't really need to like pray yeah. or ask for help. Yeah. And one thing that I like, if, um, we'll get, we can talk about this in another podcast, but my grandmother is like my role model. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always noticed about her from, from growing up, like from when I was a kid until living with her mm-hmm. until the la- her last day of life is like, she prayed about everything. Yeah power of prayer I mean and it worked I mean not not necessarily like oh I pray for a million dollars and I get a million dollars kind of thing like a genie in a bottle prayer but like it settled her heart it brought hope into her world and when I met you I saw that same that same gift like you have just this powerful gift of prayer that when you pray like people feel heard It sounds crazy, but, like, whenever I've gone through, like, I've had a difficult, like, recently, this past summer, I had a really difficult day, and you came over to my house, and you just sat next to me, and there's this, like, presence about you that's, like, I know that Lauren's praying for me, Mm -hmm. and I can feel that peace, so, um, but praying's, like, this weird kind of taboo thing to some people, so, like, how would you encourage someone who, like, maybe doesn't even know God, or, like, have a relationship with God, like, how would you encourage them to start those conversations, like, where you're like, oh, just pray about it. And they're like, what right. does that even look like? You yeah, know, like, absolutely. Like, what are we still have them on here? I know. What are, <laughs> we I know. Have they're like, I actually we? signed off. There's like three listeners left. They're like, <laughs> all on their knees, like praying. Exactly. And the others are just like, whoa. Bye. Yes. <laughs> no, it's so true. Um, it's taken a lot, I would say, a lot of time. And, and to be honest with you, I have had to grow trust in the Lord to be able to have the prayers and because I trust that he really is going to be able to do what I'm asking him. Um, and for me, trust was, did not come easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that you kind of have to know, you have to start slow. You know, you have to be able to say, I I mean, I had a friend that I would go to her because she seemed extra holy. And I would say, will you pray (laughs) for these things for me? And she would say, all right, let's sit together. Now you pray it. You pray it. And I I was like, ooh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in front of you, you know? And um, But that grew my relationship as well. Like, okay, so maybe having a friend that you can, you know, like, again, the person, a person that you're able to be honest with and just sit together and pray together, um, that was something that helped grow my prayer life. Um, just saying sharing with them what I need to pray about what I'm like struggling with and then um not just giving that over to someone else but saying okay now you go ahead and pray that Mm -hmm. yourself um that helped grow um you know my time to talk with the Lord um but it's not going to come easy and I do not I'm not like oh time to schedule these prayer times you know (laughs) it's definitely grown as um as a need you know and in times of like it's almost like, do you need God, you know? And I feel like during, when you're in hard times, you know, you naturally will go to him to pray if you are a believer, you know? And, um, those times, um, grow also your relationship with him. So, you know, I know it sucks and no one wants to hear it, but it's like your hard times, 
usually you become closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But that also helps you as you're growing, like in just other, you know, whenever there's something else that comes up. I, I constantly praise Jesus for things that bring me joy. Like, so I probably every other day thank God for a hot shower. I'm not going to lie. I love a steaming hot, like, melt-your-skin shower. <laughs> and that, I know, is a gift. Like, you know, you know, you guys have gone overseas and gone to other countries where that is – this is, like, a luxury. Like, mm-hmm. we live in such luxury here in America. And I realize that, and I'm like, you know what? This is a gift. I'm going to thank you, Lord, for this. Or a hot cup of coffee in the morning. Like, things that, um, you know, bring me joy. I just thank God for them. Um, in that, and, and it also just, it's a really quick prayer, like, God, oh, thank you so much for this amazing meal, you know, or this, right. you know, and it's not just this formal, like you have to have every word put together, but it's just these little prayers here and there. And that is going to grow just like any relationship. It's going to take time. And, um, but little prayers like that can also help grow your relationship. Yeah. I think that's the best thing. Like for people to know there's no, like, formula to prayer. No. It's mm-hmm. just, like, a conversation. Absolutely. It's whatever is going on in your head or your heart, mm-hmm. you can say it with cuss words surrounding it. Yep. You can say it with holy words surrounding it. That's right. As long as you're talking to God. Yes. Or as long as you're just talking. Yeah. yeah. And it's just you and God. So your personality is going to be talking to God. So your prayers are going to be different than my prayers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember some people would pray that it sounded super holy, but they were very proper people. <laughs> I did not grow up like that. So, you know, my prayers aren't going to sound different. And that's okay. Like, you're talking to God and he knows you. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's aware. You. (laughs) He's aware. So, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of what we try to promote on this podcast and Catherine through soul is this idea of shameless living. And I feel like it would be so easy for you to to feel shame or, Mm -hmm. like, afraid to share so much of your past and what you've gone through. But... I love how open and honest you've been about this. So I wanted to ask you, like, what have you learned or, like, how has sharing your story affected your life or, like, showed you your purpose? Like, has it touched a specific person? Has it just helped you personally? Like, how how are you able to come to that place to just sh- literally shamelessly share and be so open, like, from the start? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it honestly started when we were in, like, the marriage recovery groups. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they actually are like, why are you here? So <laughs> right. um, I was actually, for the first time, able to share, you know, and really put it in perspective. Like, wow, this is actually happening, happening right now. Um, and so I think that started um, to know that. Because sometimes we, we go through life and we don't even realize what our story is. Like, mm-hmm. what is your story? Like, what are you walking through right now? Sometimes we don't get a chance to even... Um, meditate on that. And so I really, it was really great to be able to have that weekly time to share um, with people and, and to be honest. But, you know, I think that it's, it starts with, oh my God, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> no, you're fine. So like how has being share like sharing your story and being open like affected your oh, yes. journey or have you or have you noticed like or have you had a particular instance where it's helped somebody else either yes. or you can answer either or I'm always scared to share my story but I've learned that when I do it there's always people and they're usually the people I would never expect would come to me and say, like, oh, my gosh, your story has changed my life. Like, it has 
help me to see, you know, God in a new way or to be honest. I would say that's probably the biggest one. People feel free to be honest. If that girl can share, (laughs) I surely can share. (laughs) Um, And so that has brought freedom, but it, you know, it doesn't come easy. I, I pray a lot. Sometimes I mean, I'll go into, like when I met Catherine at my house, this is my thought when she gets there. Listen, I'm going to share my story with her. We're either going to be friends or we are not. Like, she (laughs) is leaving, like scared and running. So you kind of go into it like that and not take it personal. You know what? This is your story. And God's going to bring the people in your life to walk with you. And it's not going to be everyone. Not everyone's, you know, ready for it. (laughs) And um, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like God's going to work in in any way he wants. And so I think think I've learned just knowing that, um, going to it with no expectation and just saying, you know what, God, use this. And sometimes I've come out of sharing my story and thought nothing's come of this. Mm -hmm. But then I've had people come to me later even years later and say, oh my gosh, when you shared that with me, you know, and it's just little things. And I'm like, wow, like you you really never know. You have no idea the impact that you can make just by being real. Yeah. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's scary. I don't think it's ever easy for me to share. You wouldn't think because you think, oh, she's so open and you know, you can, she can share her story with anyone. No, I, I get scared every time. But I just go to God and I say, God, I am terrified. You're going to have to do something with this because yeah. I don't know um, what it's going to look like. But I just pray it will be used for good, you know? Yeah. Well, your story is so powerful. And you, just as a person, like, are so inspiring to be around. Like, you change lives. And so I hope that you hear that and know that. And even um, if you feel like discouraged by like your past like it's it's nothing is time wasted when it's given to God and it's um used for his glory so I mean I know that there's so many lives you've probably impacted today just Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast and so um we're so thankful that you came and thank you for sharing it here and share that because that's not easy like you said and um like I'm I mean, just chills all up and down my body. It's just every time I hear your story, I'm so encouraged. And so um, if anyone has any questions for Lauren or um, any questions um, about, like, prayer or um, any feelings of shame that they just want to get out there, then, like, please shoot us an email or message us um, at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com or you can Instagram message us or text us if you have our number. Yeah. but we have a few questions that we ask every guest yes. at the end of our... Always end on the light note. We always end on the light note <laughs> that we ask all of our guests. Um, so why don't you go ahead and okay. ask that, Chelsea? Because <laughs> like, I always I forget, forget them. <laughs> I literally forget every time. I'm like, okay, so like, I know yeah. there's something about binging. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the first question is, what is something you're currently binging or hooked on, whether it's a show, a food, a product, uh-huh. or a Whatever. Yeah. What is something you're currently obsessing with? Right over? now, you guys, I know it's like so everyone's thing, but I'm actually drinking smoothies for breakfast. And I know that sounds so okay, duh, but <laughs> I really always struggled with breakfast in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. at, you know, with kids, you're like, okay, I got everyone around, but then you're like, oh, it's like 11 o'clock and I forgot to eat breakfast. And I think that, you know, learning more about your body and how, you know, you really need a good amount of 
stuff to get you Nutrients, going in the morning. Yeah. yeah. yeah and sure. so I was been reading them like, you know, some, some blogs and different things and just finding out like it can be as easy as throwing everything in a blender and you got tons of stuff packed in there and I feel better. And mm-hmm. so I have like been obsessed with that lately and it's nice. only been like a couple weeks, but I'm like, I feel healthier. I feel like I yeah. don't want to snack as much because I've just had something that is going to actually sustain me instead of like, yeah. I'll just grab something real quick, you know? Um, so what's your favorite kind of smoothie? I was going to say, what's like, what, yeah. what is your go-to? Yeah. So my go-to. Okay. We got this almond milk, uh, chai seeds. I actually put a little bit of bee pollen. Oh, that's good. You Wait, like what? that? Yes. I know. Well, I like that on like an acai bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's good in yogurt. It's like so actual good. pollen. It's, it's like, pollen. It's, like, it's, so good. it's actually like, kind of like honey-ish. Yeah. Little, like it's, flakes of like, I don't know how to explain it. I know. Okay. Um, it looks like. Little, I don't even know how to it's describe it. It's good though. Like it's crunchy. Yeah. You know, like sprinkles. Yeah. But like honey, crusted honey. Sprinkles. It sounds gross. <laughs> now you're not going to want to Don't lead with bee no. pollen. When you go to adapt <laughs> next time, get one of the acai bowls and they put bee pollen on it and it's really, okay. really okay. good. Okay. I'll try yeah. it. <laughs> okay. So bee pollen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a bunch of um, spinach and a banana. And then I actually get this bag from Walmart that is mixed. It's like a tropical, mm. like frozen fruit mix. It's yeah. super cheap, um, but yeah, and I just do like a cup of that in there, and that's so, it. And so it's green, sure. so it makes you even it makes feel you healthier. Feel, yeah, you're like I'm so healthy, <laughs> but it's super sweet, so it doesn't taste gross. It's yeah. like that's my favorite one. Yeah, nice. all right, I'll have to try that. Yeah. Bee pollen. Yeah, put it on my tab. <laughs> put it on my list. Okay, so the second question is, what is something that you love about yourself? Mm. And that can be, it can be your appearance, it could be an attribute, or yeah. just, like, any quality. Personality trait. Hmm. Yeah. That is sadly hard. I know. That's why it's we ask It's probably it. the hardest question that it we is. ask people. I'm always surprised when people have an answer right, right away. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You go, like, girl. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. I would have to think about that. Just give me about an hour yeah. or a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, really meditate. Back um... Anything that you value about yeah. who you are. I feel like I can get, you know, I get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you give me a list to do, I will do it in as fast as I can. And I don't know, I feel like an ant, you know, at times where you're like constantly busy doing stuff. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's always stuff that needs to get done. But I think I find joy in the fact that like, okay, you have you have like 20 minutes, hurry up and get all this stuff done. And then when I'm done, I'm like, killed it. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a go-getter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. And so I, uh, I would say yeah. I, I find a little pride whenever yeah. those things come up. For sure. <laughs> Good. It's fun, yeah. Um, okay, and then our last question is always, what is something that you're looking forward to in 2019, so mm. the next year? Deep questions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love we it. We don't mess around. What am I looking forward to? Um, I think. Honestly, like, I really enjoyed um, Wilmington and the friendships that I have here, and I feel like they are growing deeper in, like, a way that I've really never experienced before, and so... I'm just excited about what God has for us and um, this next season. And mm-hmm. I love, like, where we're at and where we're going to keep on shooting and going. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm excited about work. I'm excited about, um, you know, my marriage and um, my kids are growing up and they're in new seasons, but I just feel like um, I'm excited to just continue on what we're doing. Like, it's just been, I feel like for so long in my life, it's just been a mess. And I feel like I'm in a place now where I just get to see the joy of life and so I'm excited to just keep on moving. If yes. that is that even the That's answer? That's perfect. No, okay. For sure. I love that answer. That's totally perfect. Okay, cool. Well, are you going to be at Sweat and Shop tomorrow? I am. I'm okay. so excited. So for those of you listening today, just your reminder to go ahead and sign up for Sweat and Shop. Even if you don't sign up, you can definitely show up because I'm sure we can still squeeze people. Yeah, we got you. The studio, and then you could also just hang out with Lauren and yes. other awesome vendors. Lauren's going to be with Missy O'Hare, like she mentioned earlier. Um, and we'll see you guys there. Yeah, so if you have any questions for her, you can ask her in person tomorrow at Sweat and Shop, 6 to 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> Axis Yoga Plus Studio. Yes. Um, only 15 bucks. Yeah. All it's the things it. you could ever yeah, you want. Yeah, you get a bunch. You're going to be giving out free things there. Free things. Yeah. Giveaways. Mm-hmm. I need to do yeah. my choreography for uh <laughs> yeah and chelsea you're gonna watch chelsea dance cardio yeah, dance, dance. <laughs> so i mean if that's not motivation enough then i don't know what's wrong with you <laughs> um but anyways we uh, love y'all so much and we love you lauren yes, thank yeah, you for you. being you so a part much. of this episode yeah, um we hope everyone has a wonderful week yeah, and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye. love bye. you mean it bye